Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast, the next evolution of the long-running YouTube series of the same name, the show that discusses life and all manner of topics in an incredibly vulnerable state. Welcome, everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about comedy, what makes something funny, how to be funny, and when funny has gone too far. But before we get into all that, let's take a trip back in time and listen to the original Naked Truth on Comedy with special guest, Lauren Francesca. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Naked Truth. Trish Hirschberger here, and today we have a very special guest joining us. Join me in welcoming Lauren Francesca. Hi, Lauren. How are you today? Naked. You are very naked and on my show, and thank you so much for that. Um, before we go ahead and jump into today's topic, I want to give a big thank you to those of you who sent in Naked Truths last week. That's Jacob, Pat, Nathan, Patricia, Abby, Julia, Lauren, Steve, Prescott, and Kristen, Patrick, Liam, Tom, and Jenny. Thank you guys for bearing it all and uh, sharing with us your naked opinions on bad boys and bad girls and the like. You are awesome. But today, Lauren and I are going to talk about something uh, a little bit more light. Today, we're going to talk about being funny. Today we're going to talk about comedy, and Lauren's kind of an expert at that. So, uh, Lauren, tell tell the folks at home who don't know who you are what you do. Um, well, I'm very uncomfortable right now. You told me I'd be uncomfortable, but I now I'm feeling it. Actually, yeah. like, it actually happened. I'm like, I'm sitting here naked right now. My dog was like, he's like watching me get out of the shower, getting all nervous because he's just like, where is she going to go? And and then I'm like sitting on my couch. She's just like, what is she doing? My dog thinks I'm nuts. But anyway. Just be like ready to walk outside naked. <laughs> uh, I have been on YouTube making videos for like seven years. Like lots and lots of big people's YouTube channels. I was on Kia Awesome, College Humor, Steve Cardinal's, Shane Dawson's videos. And it's really awesome. I get to a lot of time do parodies of big pop stars. And I have my own YouTube channel, which is called I Want My Lauren. Yay! And so on your own YouTube channel, you do like how-to beauty stuffs and um, funny stuffs. And so tell me, in your opinion, what is funny? Uh, well, what is funny a lot of the times for me is something that's relatable. Like people can look at it and put themselves in that, that situation. But then there's usually like a punchline, like the thing in life that makes makes you laugh about it. And you know, when you're writing a joke, you usually have to do like a setup. For the joke, and then you do the punchline, which is like the reverse of the setup, and that is a big part of comedy for me. Okay, so explain to me a little bit more about uh, what you mean when you say like the the setup and the punchline being relatable. Uh, a lot of times, I like to do relationship kind of sketches. So one of the videos I did was like how to get your boyfriend's attention during the Super Bowl, and it was just different funny. Wait, oh my God, how do I do that? <laughs> it's, it's at the end of the video we realize it's impossible. So would you say that you find like everyday life funny? Oh totally, totally funny and ironic humor, definitely. <laughs> How about being naked on the internet, is that funny? It's really funny and I can't even like, I can't even think of something smart to say because I'm just like, I'm naked and if I move, like you're totally going to have my nipples on camera and I'm just like, okay, I have to stay and I'm trying to look into the lens, but then <laughs> looking down like, oh my god, like this, this could happen right now. 
That was my problem for the first, um, like, several vlogs that I did because I was using the viewfinder on my phone. That's what I was filming with. And I kept wanting to look at the camera and not the viewfinder, but I was like, I, there's going to be a nipple. There's going to be a nipple. And then I'm going to have to go back and refilm the whole thing. Um, but luckily for us today, this is not live, and I will edit it. So <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. So would you say that you have a similar sense of humor or a different sense of humor to someone like Phil or other tubers that you watch? Yeah, I think my sense of humor is similar. I don't talk about politics as much just because I don't know if it's the difference of an audience, but once you're kind of, if, if you go too right or too left, people always people always have their own opinions and I don't, I don't like to aggravate people and, and my views on like women's kind of issues and, and a lot of the man's views on my channels about women's issues are very, very different, so, but I'm sure they'll love this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully. So do you think that there's such a thing as a weird sense of humor, or do you give validity to all people's versions of funny? Yeah, I mean, I think there's validity, there is validity to all people's senses of funny, and I think there are some, like, weird, more artistic kinds of funny that I really relate to. I just posted a video like that today, it's kind of a very weird sense of humor, and a lot of the comments are just like, like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, like to, I like to experiment and do like weird kind of offbeat things at the same time as like more conventional types of humor that my viewers like. Like a lot of my viewers like very slapstick, sexy kind of parody humor. Sure, well who, who doesn't? It's the internet. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes I like to do a little bit more artistic kind of stuff that you'd probably see on like Vimeo. So okay. that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing you have to juggle with having an audience who watches you every week and then having other things you want to do. It's kind of like when big actors in movies, they kind of have like their passion projects, which are like the really weird indie films, and then they have their romantic comedies that I really love to watch. So, so you have to do the stuff for them, like stuff, stuff for them, stuff for them, stuff for me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> I totally get it. And speaking of stuff for you, you just recently got into Vine, yeah? How, and you're, like, incredibly successful so far. How long have you been a Viner? I, about a week now. I'm very I'm very excited. It's, it's been maybe a week, week and a half, and I just started doing it. I was really excited because I started doing it, and then my friend Steve, who I've known for years, Steve Cardinal, called me up, and he's doing a new Vine series. And he's like, I want you to play my girlfriend in all these Vines. And I was just like, oh, my God, of course. Like... <laughs> Cool. So, yeah, fantastic. I sure will do that. Thank you. Yeah, so I have a lot of really cool stuff coming out and, and projects that I'm working on, and I'm excited about it. What's your comedy thing? Like, what's your favorite kind of comedy? See, well, this is why I'm asking you all these questions about, like, would you give validity to, like, weird senses of humor kind of stuff? Because I've always kind of felt like the oddball man out. Like, there, yes, there's weird comedy, like Tim and Eric, and I wouldn't necessarily say that's my sense of humor. I'm more of, like, kind of a cheesy, like, clumsy, funny happens by accident person. And so I have a lot of respect and admiration for people that can turn on the funny. And so it's just kind of fascinating to me to hear about how, how you go about doing that, how you find your funny. Like, how much do you think that comedy is learned and how much do you think people are born with comedy? Well, I think everything is, is, is something you have to work on. There are some people out there that, I mean, I'm, I'm friends with and you just... You kind of like, like some of my friends, they're just like, you, you, they're like, oh my god, this person is amazing. Like, and, and, you know, they're, 
they're like 18 or 19 and now they're on SNL and it's like they, they work really hard. Right. Whatever you do, you still have to work really hard. But but I feel like, well, maybe if I work just as hard, I'm not sure where I would be. So I think it's a lot of like natural ability plus hard work plus luck. I feel like luck is, is a huge, huge, huge factor in how much you're willing to kind of go out there and do the, the hard work. Because like I have like I've I've just experienced through like the waves of the internet. It's like, oh I'll do this awesome video, it'll go viral. But then like three months later it's like, oh, what are you doing now? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to do another viral video. <laughs> yeah. How does one make a viral video? Yeah. I don't know. Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel's been relatively successful at making viral videos on purpose, but everybody else that I know, it's a it's a little tougher than that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, and it's it's if you're trying to make one happen, most likely it's it's not going to happen, kind of thing. And it's it's really cool, and I'm I'm really fortunate to to kind of be in the space of YouTube because I feel like right now is the perfect time to be a content creator if you already have an audience because right now a lot of like I feel like I don't know if you have Roku, but I feel like every single company now has like an online streaming streaming thing. There's mm -hmm. like Cosmo and like Amex. I was like watching, I was like looking on like my Roku and it's like download the Amex for the new Amex content. I'm like Amex making shows too now? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say for people who don't, say they don't want to get into comedy professionally, but they're just having a hard time like kind of finding their place in the world of comedy? Like people who maybe not only don't know how to find the funny within themselves, but people who aren't really sure what they think is funny in other people. What, what would you say to those people to kind of help them find their funny, if you will? I think it's all a matter of confidence because I think that anyone can be funny. And if you work on something, it's you're gonna you, you'll be able to be good. You can work with writers, you can work with coaches, and for some you'll you'll be able to find some kind of but it's mainly confidence, and it's like, okay, I'm going to wake up this morning, and I'm going to feel confident that I'm going to create something, and I'm going to make people laugh. Because if you're thinking in your head that, that oh, my God, this isn't funny, and blah, 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 it might not be funny. Or it might be really funny because you might just mess up and fall on your face, and then people will be laughing at that. But <laughs> there, there are all kinds of ways. I, I suggest just getting out there, going behind your camera, and just working on either shooting yourself or going to classes, and if you can't afford classes, there's all kinds of local theaters that you could join and, and other people that you can work with. Absolutely, and you know what, I think you really hit on something when you said like, you wake up and you're like, you know what, today I want to make people laugh. I, I would assume that it's probably very helpful instead of thinking, oh, the pressure's on me, I have to be funny, to think, I'm going to make other people laugh. So you take it off of yourself and put it on other people. I would imagine that that helps to some degree. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because it's all like, like people have it's people have their it's their matter of their opinion. So even if it's not funny, it's like whatever. Like that's their opinion. If one person doesn't think it's funny, another person will. Like that's just like the law of numbers. Well, that's a nice way to think of it. So every every funny is funny to someone, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so who would you say is your number one funny person out there right now? Um, currently, I mean, 
it's so hard. There's so many. I mean, Amy Schumer is, is probably one of the, the funniest people out there right now. And then I'm, my, my friend Pete Davidson, who just got an SNL, like, he's so talented and like... Yay! Friend working! He's like the second youngest person since Eddie Murphy, so kind of kind of amazing. I also love Josh Peck. Somebody else okay. I heard. I went to high school with him, so I'm like, kind of like, I'm like, all these people, like, I, I, I like them, like, like, root for my friends kind of thing, but... Absolutely, again, we'll repeat, yay for friends working! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, like, in terms of women who have influenced me, like, Carol Burnett is one of the most amazing people in comedy, Joan Rivers, of course. I'm um, a big I Love Lucy fan. Yeah, I'm a huge I Love Lucy fan. I like the I like the whole idea of you know that Lucy did especially well, and I mean the times were different then, but I I like the being I I think that there's something to say for being funny without being overtly crass. Not that I don't enjoy overtly crass humor because South Park is one of my favorite shows on TV, and I love Archer, and I certainly enjoy that humor. But I also think that there's another skill set or just a different means of focusing on completely like family friendly comedy. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't know how they do it. It's very hard for me to make a video where I'm genuinely very emotional without letting an F-bomb or something fly out. So kudos to, you know, people like Ellen DeGeneres is usually very clean and Lucille Ball. And yeah, to me, it just feels like a whole different brand of comedy. What about for you, Lauren? Like if I'm working for a brand and there's a big budget, I'll get a team of writers and we'll sit down and we'll write something and then I have to say, well, this kind of crosses the line of the 13-year-old people who may be watching the videos. Mm -hmm. Do you purposefully try to work with or not to work with certain brands that you feel like really aren't your style of humor? Oh, definitely. De definitely. I mean, it's, it's, I, I love to work with people who I can, I, I, I li actually like the project. Like, there's certain mm -hmm. things I'll say no to and it sucks. And generally it's like, if, if I really can relate to a job, like a project, if I have to act on it, if I really like the script, I'll do it. Like, I did a horror movie last year that Anchor Bay bought, and I loved the script, and it was really cool. It came out awesome, and I did that, and that took... I had to stop doing videos for, like, a month and shoot a film. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, a hard thing to give up, because this is, this is, like, a weekly thing I do for my YouTube channel, but my main, my main thing that I want to do is just be acting in movies, so... It's, it's just those kind of give and, give and takes all the time that you have to put yourself through. Yeah, I hear you on that. It's very really hard to juggle, especially when you're multi-focused. How do you decide, like, what you want to do and what you don't want to do? Um, I just try to do it all. Like, I'm still in the phase where I'm like, I, I will convince myself there's 36 hours in every day and eight days in every week, and I will make it happen. Um, but, you know, then you run yourself ragged and get sick. But that that's just one of, like, my own personality flaws that I struggle with is that I definitely bite off more than I can chew and then I have to deal with the aftermath of that. Um, but yeah, I've only had to say no a couple times that I just really couldn't make it work and I always hate that. Like you said, you know, it, it stinks and I haven't had to say no to friends yet. What I usually end up doing is I'm like, I can't now in, and I look at my calendar, and I'm like, in about seven weeks on a Tuesday night, I have these three hours free. Can you do that? <laughs> but even you and I, I mean, even to get this little hangout together, how, well, it was weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But I totally, like, love your stuff. 
and I saw I was watching your videos before, like as I was getting ready and I was late. And it was so funny because they were on a playlist and then there was I guess I'm like hearing it in the background as I'm like trying to set up like boxes to put my laptop on so you don't see myself naked. And it's like you're like talking about like how you're the most organized out of all your friends and how you have to organize and have like a have like a app and I'm thinking like, oh I should like watch really watch like really like stop setting up right now and listen to this video because I really need this advice. I can help you get organized anytime you want. Oh, you have no idea. I'm so disorganized. It's so bad. So bad. <laughs> well, despite your disorganization, you've managed to have an amazing career. You have a beautiful, flourishing YouTube channel. You work as an actress very frequently, and now you've got this budding Vine channel. So what would you say to everybody who's watching this that's thinking, you know, maybe I want to make people laugh for a living? What would you say to those folks? I would say just do it. A lot of the, a lot of times we wait or we try to perfect what we're doing and we just don't do it and then you just procrastinate and then you never you never end up doing what you want to do. And I think that the 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 most important thing in, in, in life is time and speed of implementation. speed of implementation and how do you say that word? Implementation? Implementation. Speed of implementation. That's it. Because, because if you wait and, and you think of things and you, you're trying to obsess over it, you're just procrastinating actually doing it and actually achieving what you want to do. So if you want a career in comedy, just do it, basically. Like, like just do it. You heard Lauren, guys, work hard. Um, my question to the Naked Army and to the community for today's episode is what is funny to you? What do you find funny and why? And how do you go about putting that into your life? So let me know that stuff in the comments below. Please feel free to send your own Naked Truth vlog response if you want to do that. Remember, shoulders up only, please. And if you are under 18, make sure to ask your parents so that they know what you're doing. They don't bust in the room while you're naked in front of your webcam because that's a no-no. Um, and a big thank you to Lauren Francesca for being here with us today. Thank you, Lauren. And Lauren, if people want to see more of your stuff, where can they find you again? YouTube.com backslash I want my Warren. And on your Vine? Where Lauren Francesca. Lauren Francesca's Vine, YouTube, and Snapchat is I want my Warren. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you, Trisha. Bye. Yay, Lauren. I honestly have not talked to that girl in such a long time. Um, but she's still making content. She has two YouTube channels, over 71 million views, lots of shorts and TikTok as far as I know. Keep getting it, lady. You're doing great. Um, it's always funny to me to see how uncomfortable some of our guests are, um, especially Lauren, because she pushes the boundaries um, when it comes to a lot of her comedy and always has, especially when it comes to like the sexual lines in her comedy, to see how uncomfortable she was with the Naked Truth format, even though, you know, you're in your own home, no one's actually seeing anything, but you know that you're in your most vulnerable state, um, and especially the juxtaposition of how uncomfortable she was doing it for the first time and how comfortable I had been. I mean, at this point, I had been doing The Naked Truth for almost a year. So it felt 
you know, pretty commonplace to me, which is a funny thing to say, but that was the goal of it. It made me laugh when she talked about how, you know, Vine was just starting up and she had launched a Vine. Uh, Lauren did a lot of stuff on Vine and I never really did. So when Vine shut down, I felt really validated that I didn't put my time into it um, and then feel like maybe that time was a waste. But now I feel like I've done myself a great disservice not investing in Vine because TikTok is here and that is just Vine evolved and I still feel a little awkward on that platform because I never nailed the short form comedy thing. Anywho, what is comedy? The Oxford Languages Dictionary says comedy is professional entertainment consisting of jokes and satirical sketches intended to make an audience laugh. And really, I honestly think that different people have a different funny Different things are funny to different people. Um, you know, Lauren had said that to her, relatable life comedy is always really funny. So if you think about shows like Friends or Seinfeld or even Ted Lasso to some degree, all of those are talking about, um, you know, very real situations just taken to the nth degree. We can all relate to some of those things and then those shows take them to the extreme to make it an even funnier moment. But what that's based in is relatable life observation comedy. And honestly, I find that those are, at least on Twitter, those are the kind of tweets that generally do very well. For me, my favorite type of comedy is, as I said before, funny by accident. And, um, or I should say things that are also very unexpected or over the top make me laugh as well. So funny by accident is hard to replicate if you're trying to put out content on a regular basis that's always comedic in tone. Um, but things that are very unexpected and over the top that make me laugh include shows like Archer, What We Do in the Shadows. I find those things very, very funny. And of course, they are. It's because they're unexpected and over the top. But funny by accident is always good for me, too. And I find that I see a lot of funny by accident, particularly on the TikTok platform. Just people being themselves have no idea that them just being themselves is inherently funny and I find such a charm and such a beauty in that. Now I have had the opportunity to work with many funny people over the years. Um, people like Lee Newton who spent years studying sketch comedy and that's what they do. Joe Beretta who was one of the OG YouTube sketch comedians. Steve Zaragoza who's absurdistly funny on his own with very little training. Smosh who put out sketches for years and made a name for themselves. Elliot Morgan and stand-up. You know um I feel like most of those people that I've had the opportunity to work with are people that are funny in purpose, right? They're doing it for the bit. They, a lot of them are very well trained to do so. But like I said, I also really enjoy funny by accident people. Um, and I keep trying to find more of them on TikTok. So if you happen to know funny by accident people, let me know. I understand, like I said, that that's harder to produce on a mass scale when it comes to social media. But that always makes me giggle when people are just charming, uh, by themselves uh, and just inherently in who they are. I think that's lovely. Can comedy be learned is something that was brought up in this conversation. And I do agree with Lauren that there is an intense art to uh, building the setup and then having the payoff in a way that works. And this is something that I have multiple friends who do stand-up comedy and this is something they're working on all the time. They will work the same routine over and over and over and over to really fine-tune that set up and pay off so that it's going to work with different audiences of different sizes in different you know areas etc um it's actually why a lot of people i know that do stand-up comedy do not like the show the marvelous mrs Maisel. now i love the marvelous mrs Maisel from a wardrobe standpoint from an acting standpoint from a writing standpoint i think it's very funny but it does 
make a lot of stand-up comedians angry because it shows that, you know, you can just kind of go up there and wing it with natural talent and be hilarious and have a great career as a stand-up when really there is so much hard work that goes into fine-tuning that. It's not very realistic. It's honestly probably the same way I feel about the Big Bang Theory (laughs) and not being very realistic to fandom culture. But you know what? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel probably isn't made for stand-up comedians and the Big Bang Theory is not made for me. So there we have it. All right, we do have some call-ins from Naked Truth podcast listeners and this first one is from Jimmy Sprinkles. Hey, Trisha and the Naked Army. This is Jimmy Sprinkles here. Now, I felt like I should interject on the topic of comedy because I've been doing it for a little bit, stand-up mostly. Now, what do I find most funny? Uh, my favorite thing is awkward humor because to me, it's funny to watch people squirm and feel and feel odd and all that. Because, you know, I myself am an odd person and I wanted people to feel what I was feeling, you know, kind of like an empath way. I know that that sounds funny in itself, but anyway... If this person wanted to be comedy, yeah, wanted to be comedy. All right, I'm just going to end it now. (laughs) Thank you very much. Jimmy, awkward humor perfectly displayed, my friend. Funny by accident. That's what I'm talking about. Hilarious. Um, Congrats and good luck on your stand-up journey. All right, we also have a message from Steven. So when it comes to comedy, where do you feel about when a joke accidentally goes over the line? Um, everyone is different. Everyone has different triggers and personal trauma. And I always kind of find myself flip-flopping about when, like, a joke or a comedian sort of goes over the line, um, at least as far as some people are concerned, because everyone's line is kind of different, so it's very hard to judge where the line is. Hmm. When does a joke go too far? This is a really tough one in today's day and age. And I'm glad you brought this up because this isn't something we talked about in the previous Naked Truth at all. Um, For me, I tend to err on the side of if what I'm saying is hurting someone else, it's not worth any comedy that comes from it. I mentioned Lucille Ball and uh, really respecting and appreciating comedians that don't make jokes at other people's expenses. Um, I think it's a skill set that some people do better than others and have developed more than others. Not to say that the intent is always to make a joke at other people's expense, um, which makes it really hard nowadays to, you know, you mentioned like finding that line. I don't know that there is a specific line. I think that certain types of humor lend themselves to, um, you know, not making jokes at other people's expenses a little better, like awkward humor where you're kind of making the joke at your own expense. That can be a little safer. Or relatable life humor, like we were talking about earlier, might be easier to err on the side of caution than shock humor, for example. I think there's definitely something to be said for knowing your audience. But if you're in the public eye at all, if you're doing stand-up, if you're making online content, if you're live streaming – then you can't really know your audience because your audience, you know, is is indefinite. People could watch this video years into the future if it's a video. Um, so I always err on the side of caution and try to never make jokes at anyone else's expense, like I said, especially a group or subset of society that may be on the receiving end of not the best treatment anyway. To me, that's not really funny, and um, maybe maybe it comes from being picked on as a kid. I have no idea. Um, but on the other hand, Twitter, for example, uh, you know, we always joke around about, and I was just joking around with a friend of mine the other day about this. Um, 
of tweeting something like, I like oranges. And then someone replies to your tweet saying, an orange killed my grandma. Uh, because someone is going to be irate that you said something pretty much all the time on Twitter. And that's because people can't really get your tone. People don't can't really capture the full nuance of what anyone's trying to say in 280 characters, um, which makes that very, very tough. Now, that being said, comedy spreads like wildfire on Twitter when you can get it right. Um, now I feel like people on Twitter are, you know, that is the joke of, I like oranges An orange killed my grandma, that that's always going to happen. Um, when that happens to me, when I express an opinion and someone finds huge offense in something I've said or a joke that I tried to make, I simply apologize, um, and try to understand where that other person is coming from, learn from the situation and move on. You'll never make everyone happy, but you know, you can always try your best. As Daniel Tiger says in my son's cartoons, your best is the best for you. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in audio messages to be a part of the podcast this week. Now, if you do want to do that in the future, you can do so on anchor.fm slash Trisha hyphen Hirschberger. And the next few episodes will be on double standards and sexism and part two of the moving to L.A. vlog. So think about relocating and questions about, you know, starting your young adult life away from other people if if that was a reality for you. So feel free to send in any questions or comments on those topics and you just may hear yourself on a future Naked Truth podcast episode. I want to say a huge thank you to the official anchor supporters of the Naked Truth. Your support makes it possible for me to keep doing this podcast. So thank you. And of course, to all of those who are listening to this and sharing it with friends, I do not do the best job at promotion. So if you share this with someone, you are the bee's knees and I appreciate you. Final thoughts for today on comedy. I think we all need to laugh to give ourselves a break. It's good for the soul to make light of life and life's hardships, especially when we're feeling down. If you can bring that joy to other people, more power to you. This has been The Naked Truth. Thanks for listening.